Welcome to episode 204, where I'm joined by Workplace Relations Legal Officer, Jim Babalus. Welcome, Jim. Hi, Tim. How are you going? I'm very well. So today we'll be focusing on the mental health bargaining process. So, uh, Jim, there has been a lot of talk recently about mental health bargaining. Can you give us an update? Absolutely, Tim. So while now we're 17 months into bargaining, or since bargaining commenced, or to be more precise, 57 meetings, and the unions have now accepted the offer. I guess needless to say, this has been a challenge and an experience all rolled into one. I guess the challenge has been that we've been bargaining via GoTo meetings and Microsoft Teams, and this has meant that the personal communication element has been missing. We have also been bargaining with two unions, and this has also been somewhat of a challenge and an experience as well. But we must also note that we've been bargaining for the Forensic Care Mental Health Agreement as well. So now, from what I understand, we are also uh, had an independent facilitator chair meeting since late August last year. That's correct, Tim. So former Commissioner David Gregory has been facilitating the discussions, and they've been very useful and productive. Claims uh, were there in total. Listen, there were 200 claims in total, and now whilst this is a significant number, many of these claims can be grouped together or are somewhat thematic. And further, many Haxu and AMF claims also crossed over. And what were the key themes of the claims? Staffing profiles, uh, classifications, uh, quality care, treatment and support, gender equity and professional development. Also, a large number of claims might be grouped together into what we call the Royal Commission Outcomes Bucket. In other words, these claims and outcomes would be and were to be assessed through a facilitative Royal Commission clause. Now, I understand that many union claims have made their way into the heads of agreement. What are the key themes of the offer? Absolutely. So I guess there are 11 key components, and I'll just list them um, by number. So number one is workforce. Number two is conditions. Number three is gender equity and diversity. Number four is flexibility. Number five is OHS. Number six is professional development. Seven is work life balance. Eight is secure employment. Nine is performance management and union facilitation. Ten is wages. And 11 is BPEC. Can you elaborate on these aspects and the components of each aspect? Of course. So we'll just start with workforce. So the introduction with workforce, we've got the introduction of the lived experience worker multi level classification structure. We also have changes to the rest breaks provisions with the insertion of the uh, mill break clause. We also have, I guess, improved leave absence and backfilling requirements, as well as roster provisions. We also have a, the insertion of a process to have a, a PCNS and RPN2 status recognised, essentially from the commencement of employ, employment with a new employer. And I guess importantly, we also have the introduction of a new crisis team workload management system for acute um, community teams. Also, the introduction of protected time for workers in the acute community teams is also to be implemented. It's as follows. Uh, from 1 January 2022, uh, from 0 0.9 to 1 um, FTE, that essentially is to receive two days per month uh, free from direct clinical care. And uh, the following year, uh, 1 January 2023, from 0 0.4 to 0 0.8 FTE, it's essentially one uh, day per month free from direct clinical care. Uh, we also have um, existing nursing positions in community teams will be replaced by nurses when they become vacant. Uh, we also have the introduction of a dispute resolution panel to consider classification disputes. Uh, furthermore, uh, we have the introduction of a 10-day transition program for nurses commencing in mental health. 
And we also have, I guess, some classification descriptors that will be introduced. Just very briefly what they are. Um, the insertion of a framework, a framework for Roussons and enrolled um, nurses pre-qualification. The inclusion of explicit speech pathology in our therapy classifications. Uh, as well as the inclusion of mental health inpatient clinical care nurse uh, consultant classification descriptors. And further to that, we also have the inclusion of Aboriginal traineeships, uh, nursing Indigenous health cadetships, and the mental health engagement worker arrangement pr uh, provisions as well. And we're also looking at renaming the PSOs to mental health assistance. The second component being conditions, um, we also have some, some uh, additions there as well. Increasing part-time nursing clinicians who are weekend workers to six weeks annual leave per year, and this is to really align with nurses. Uh, the altered definition of a weekend worker for nurses. Uh, increasing health professional annual leave also to align with nurses. Um, pay primary uh, care leave also to be increased by four weeks and non-primary by one week. Uh, we also have periods of unpaid parental leave to count towards continual service. Uh, the employer superannuation guarantee contributions that will be paid through all paid and non-paid parental leave and also long service leave pro rata after seven years. I'll, we'll touch on that towards the end though. Uh, the alignment of periods of unpaid leave also to count to, towards service for long service. And we also have a number of other things, Tim, that uh, for instance, the insertion of absence on defence service leave as well. Uh, in relation to the third component, which is gender equity, we have the establishment of a gender-based uh, standing committee to review audit requirements and gender pay gaps and promote gender equity initiatives. Fourth is flexibility, and that's this is really about, I guess, clearer overtime provisions, as well as the insertion of a process to enable workers in community and acute inpatient units to elect to work in an alternative setting. Uh, five is OHNS, and this is really um, Insertion of process for unions to obtain a copy of uh, the DWH list, name of the uh, HSRs and the election and training dates, uh, improved arrangements to support employees following an, an OVA incident, uh, um, the inclusion of standard OVA agenda items at Wix has also been uh, included as well. Six is PD, and this is this is also very important. And what we have here is designated mental health director for of nursing for each mental health service. Uh, we're also looking at increasing the eligible nurse study leave entitlements to 1,000 up from the existing 440 and clinical educators to be engaged in each mother and baby units is also being um, factored into this as well. Uh, seven is work life and this is really a clarification on on-call allowances paid for 12 hours or part thereof. Uh, also recall being paid at the equivalent overtime rate. Uh, also the insertion of a recall without return to work provisions as well. And further and, and lastly, time spent traveling to recall to be counted as time worked. Number eight was secure employment. And this is really looking at amending the fixed term employment clause, uh, inserting a provision that provides graduate nurses with ongoing employment where suitable vacancies exist. Uh, provision that provides employees undertaking postgraduate studies with ongoing employment where those suitable vacancies do exist and also the introduction of six graduate support nurses uh, uh, to be factored in as a trial to assess the benefit to the workforce. Uh, number nine is performance management and this is really looking at amendments to the classification structure, uh, the insertion of a mental health commission uh, facilitation provision, um, insert, inserting a requirement to establish, uh, you know, local weeks and where, uh, and also rescheduling and cancel meetings, the insertion of a model consultation clause, uh, the insertion of model performance management provisions as well, 
uh, and this would be retitled to managing conduct and performance. Uh, insertion of a model redundancy and associated entitlements clause and really correcting all identified and agreed errors through the agreement as well. Number 10, and I guess very importantly, is wages. Uh, the obviously nominal expiry date of 30 June 2025 applies. Uh, for nurses, uh, the wages will increase per annum as follows, 3% for year one, 3% for year two, 3% for year three, and for the fourth year, 1.5%. And also, there would be a once-off nursing alignment payment of 3%, which would be dated to 1 December 2020. Uh, for non-nursing, the annual wage increases at 2% for each year. Uh, but in addition to this, there is a recruitment and retention payment that would be made as follows. For year one, it's $1,500. For year two, it's $1,800. And for years three and four, it's $2,000 respectively. And lastly, number 11 is BPAC. And this is really um, the insertion of provisions outlining employer statutory payslip obligations, uh, the insertion of a requirement to record changes to a point in writing with a copy provided to the employee and amendments to payment on termination provisions to ensure that employees who resign at their own initiative or volition are paid any outstanding amounts owing to them on their next ordinary payday. Where did we land on the long service leave? So with long service leave, um, it's long service leave um, was obviously a little bit um, difficult, a bit of drafting there, but long service leave is to be accessed pro rata at seven years with a staged introduction being um, as follows, Tim's on 1 July 2021 at the nine-year level, uh, 1 July 2022 at the eight-year level, and 1 July 2023 at the seven-year level. And just further, I guess, the alignments of period of unpaid leave that count as service uh, really so as to align with the State Long Service Leave Act, essentially recognising recognition of service for unpaid parental leave and standard casual recognition. Um, also, prospective resolution of pre-modern award long service leave entitlements, uh, which will improve, I guess, for the casual RPNs, uh, PNs and PSO entitlements, um, and the casuals to receive the full entitlement uh, under the enterprise agreement, you know, six months of, after 15 years. Um, I guess, Tim, you've had a lot of work to do there. Uh, the clarification also of recognition of service for nurses moving between the general nurses and midwives uh, enterprise agreement and the mental health enterprise agreement has also been factored in. Uh, clarification of portability of service entitlements uh, personally for employees seeking to transfer service, as well as the insertion of ability to transfer personal leave um, where uh, someone remains on the casual nurse bank, essentially a statement of service to be made available. You also spoke about the allowances. Can you give any more detail on those? Yeah, first, I guess, let me address. So there was a little bit here. So in relation to qualification allowance, there is a three and a half percent of base rate for, for an RPN with a certificate for in training assessment where that qualification is required by the employer. Now, there's also a qualification allowance, but we've titled this a little bit different for the lived experience workers. And this would be at the four at four percent for a graduate certificate. Uh, and it does increase um, uh, for postgraduate diploma as well as a degree or double degree. Uh, as well as for masters and as well as for doctorate degrees as well. So it increases uh, further to that. There's also the insertion of a sole allowance provision for a sole psychiatric registered nurse or, or a psychiatric enrolled nurse. Um, and this is really to match um, with respect, I guess, to the health professional section. Uh, there's also a change of roster allowance that's been factored in, and there's also an introduction of a requirement for written on-call rosters to be released at the same time as the ordinary roster. 
Also, we've um, added some some further um, allowances in in this team. So we have the damaged clothing allowance for nurses. Uh, we also have um, the access to the Saturday and Sunday work and the high duties allowance and shift allowances. Uh, we also have the payment of qualifications allowance on all forms of paid leave for the health professionals and the PNs. And the advanced diploma in mental health covered earlier would also be recognised. Uh, and lastly, we also have the six month trial of greater than uh, Sunday shift night penalty rates for permanent RPNs, PNs and PSOs, and this would be undertaken in the last six months of the new agreement. And what about the Royal Commission outcomes? Was there anything in that space? Yes, in relation to the Royal Commission outcomes, uh, the agreement now contemplates the establishment of a Royal Commission Working Group or RCWG, and this would be used to identify recommendations of the Royal Commission to which, which have implications for the operation of the Enterprise Agreement, really to identify any amendments to the agreement necessary to give effect to the actual recommendations themselves, uh, to seek to reach consensus on any necessary amendments to the agreement. And this uh, working group or the RCWG will as soon as practicable, but no later than three months after the commencement of the agreement, establish a, a committee with representatives of the unions, the department, as well as us, the VHIA. What about the industrial action that's, that was currently being undertaken? Tim, as you and every member would be glad to know, this has now been suspended. Until the uh, conclusion of the drafting, which we anticipate will be the 30th of November. Yeah, so the final thoughts really, um, uh, we're still at the trying to finalise the drafting process and aim to have the agreement ready by the 30th of November. So I guess finally just stay tuned for the final whistle on this. And we should note that we'll, there is a list of those items that uh, are in the heads of agreement on Yammer as well, if people wanted to have a look at that. But uh, thanks for taking us through that, Jim. Thanks, Tim. Thank you.